Hello, this is Dr. Nancy O'Reilly, and you are listening to Conversations with Smart, Amazing Women. Each and every week, we bring to you someone who's going to help you in some aspect of your life, your health. Have you been to the doctor? Have you taken care of, care of all your health care needs? Uh, you know, I, I go once a year and I have everything checked out. So if you haven't done that, put that on your list to do. If you're not healthy and you're not taking care of yourself, there's nothing else that, there's nothing else that you can do. So doctor, mom, sure, but take care of you also. have lots and lots of tips about being and staying healthy. And being fit and being healthy are so many different things. I have a bucket list. It is so, so long. And to do that, I'm going to have to stay in shape. I work out. I stay fit. And I want to stay that way. So there's all those things that I can do. And there's nothing that, I can, that will stop me as far as my health or staying fit. And, of course, our business. We're all about business. Women is women are women owned business are is the fastest growing trend in the United States of America, and these women are, are starting these businesses based on their passion and their purpose and their drive, and they're making a difference. Relationships, yeah, we're all about relationships, but there's different kinds of relationships. How's the relationship with yourself? That is very very important. How do you get up in the morning and look at? I mean, when you get up in the morning, you look in that mirror and you go, Hey, I like what I see. This is a, it's a great day, good self-esteem, good body image. I like what I see. If you like yourself and you have good self-esteem, believe me, you'll attract all the right people in your life. And, of course, there's another relationship that is so very, very important, besides the ones with our family, besides the one that we have with our coworkers, but also the one we have with our community and the world at large. So the Women Connect for Good Foundation is all about helping women, smart, amazing women, give back to women who are just coming up the ladder. So Women Connecting for Good is helping women in all aspects of life. So again, that is another thing for you to understand. Is How do you fit in this world and as far as you're giving and you're taking your time, your talent, and your passion and making a difference? We're going to be talking about something that's very, very important to women right now. I was uh, recently watching a show on Gloria Steinem. And it was interesting to hear the historical perspective of some of the things that she experienced going through the women's, women's movement. But uh, we're going to be talking about one woman today. Her name is Kate Montana. And it's about her spiritual, her spiritual journey to find the woman within. She wrote the book, Unearthing Venus, My Search for the Woman, the woman Within. So, and she's, um, she's a very, very creative writer. She has... She's worked in many fields. She's worked in network sports, radio, newspaper, and marketing, and she's been competitive and determined to reach the top. And Kate had it all. She, she made it all. But after taking a hard look, she, had a, she decided that a journey was going to be very important for her, a life journey, and she wrote a story about her own self-actualization, about her discovery of feminine life values and how to implement these values and create a sustainable lifestyle. Her memoir is called Unearthing Venus, My Search for the Woman Within. So I'm very, 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 very pleased, and I want to welcome Kate Montana to Conversations with Smart, Amazing Women. And this is such an important topic because I think there's so many women confused about who they actually are and, and all the feminine values that are so important that make us all so very, very unique. Kate, thank you. Um, you know, women, we women 
have this knack for thinking everyone's so much better off than we are. You know, each one will go, she's smarter than I am, she's prettier than I am, you know, everything seems to be easier for her than, I, than it is for me. So, so by telling personal stories, we find out that we all had our struggles, we all had our, our journeys to take and to make. Well, you know, I think women have had, um, I think we have a rougher ride than men do because for the last 5,000 years we've, you know, we've been, we've been you know, sidelined as chattel and, and soulless and, and um, you know, and it, we've got a bunch of baggage, I think, psychically, emotionally, if we want to say even at a soul level, even at a genetic level, that I think we drag around with us that says that, well, no, I'm, I'm not as good as the next woman and um, let alone the next guy and then to go to get out there and be able to be in the world in the 21st century and compete and you know finally be in the ball game it's it's quite a heady experience but I, I you know for myself and I can only speak for myself um I carried a lot of baggage that that you know made me struggle with my own self-esteem and belief in myself but yeah you know I guess ultimately if we live long enough and journey truthfully enough in our own hearts that that you know we we come to a place of steadfastness in our own being and what we know yeah. Um, writing Unearthing Venus was a what a wake up call. Um, I, as you as you know, but the audience doesn't know, I uh, spent my first 16 years in uh, my profession working in uh, network television, and then I moved from that, segued into being a journalist, and so I'm happily bopping along. And, and in uh, 1999, I was working as the Northwest Bureau Chief and editor for the National Native American paper, Indian Country Today. So, okay, I'm a liberated woman. I'm 48 years old. I've had numerous careers, a couple of husbands, you know, done my own thing. And I'm in the middle of this interview with um, a shaman from South America. And we get to talking about the Schwar tribe in the Brazilian rainforest in the Amazon. And he starts talking about how his tribe is... Um, that men and women work consciously together yeah. to create a, a, a... I love that. Yeah, that they work together to create a culture and a community that um, works to each other's strengths rather than playing upon one another's weaknesses, mm -hmm. and that they really had a, a fine grasp on the elements, the characteristics of the masculine and the feminine, as it is manifested through us as human beings, man and woman. And I was intrigued, and I said, well, could you give me an example? And he said, well, in my tribe, he said, men and women have equal say, equal authority on tribal council, are equally respected. We do have a high, and he said, we have a very segmented society in that the men do men things. They go out and they hunt and they fish, and they cut down trees to make canoes and huts. Those, the guys do guy things, and the women take care of the domestic side of, of life. Mm -hmm. And he said, but there was one job, and this, is, and this is what blew my mind and started me on this whole path of writing this book. He said, there's one task that the women do that only the women in the tribe can do, and that the tribe's survival depends on it. And I was like, oh, my God, yeah, okay, babies. We, we have babies. And he's yeah. like, no, that's not it. Yeah. He said that's important, but it is, this goes so far beyond our biology. He said, men under, we understand that the masculine, by its nature, tends to be more aggressive, linear, focused, task, goal-oriented, and, and very competitive. And he said, we know as men that we will, we will 
hunt until there's nothing left to kill. We will fish until there's nothing left swimming in the rivers. We will cut down the trees until there's nothing left standing. He said, we understand also that woman is more intuitive, more grounded in nature. She's more on a gestalt connected with the community and its needs. And that includes the needs of nature. And he said, so the men desperately lean and depend upon the women to tell them when to stop. Mm-hmm. I love that. Because left, <laughs> I know, because left to their own natures, stop. the yeah. masculine side of things doesn't know how to stop. Yeah. And yeah. so, and, as, and when he said that, Nancy, I was just like, oh, my God. Because in that moment, I realized that I had been liberated, beautifully, wonderfully liberated to be a guy. Act yeah. like a guy, think like a guy, mm-hmm. work like a guy, set goals like a guy, and mm-hmm. I had no more idea how to stop than any man. Right. Yeah. You did the personification of the male attributes. Absolutely, because it's been the only it's been the only game in town, and it's and it's wonderful. And God knows, you know, as a woman, I've I've learned and gained tremendously. But, yeah. um, you know, and and his second follow up question to me was basically, you know. In our in our modern world, the Western nations, the developed quote unquote developed nations, are so busy doing and striving and competing and depleting resources that, you know, this this driving nature, masculine nature, is taking the whole world over a cliff. And he said, "Where are your women? Why are they not telling their men to stop?" Yeah, yeah. And, and mm-hmm. so I think this is this is a wonderful book, but it's it's definitely an example of taking back, and you call it uh, the feminine concern being being validated, because you say the mm-hmm. feminine uh, feminine concerns are not validated, and woman as woman has little value, and I think mm-hmm. I think that really comes back to each one of us as a woman, because if we don't know who we are. We sure as heck can't can't uh, help anybody else to understand that, and I think that's what's going mm-hmm. on with with a lot of us that have come full circle. That we're saying, wait a minute, I've had all these wonderful attributes. You know, I can see the big picture. I can, you know, I'm a great communicator. I know see the details, but yet I can see the big picture. I'm great at bringing people together. I'm a great communicator. I, I'm able to get things done in, in a timely, efficient fashion, and I can do it as a woman. <laughs> Being a woman, mm-hmm. and and I think this mm-hmm. is a this is a this is a marvelous, you know, who, who would have thought we had to come to this point, you know? Well, who would have thought that um, a woman at age forty-eight or fifty or sixty, even, you know, would go, well, okay, I can do it as a woman, but what the hell is that? Yeah, yeah. I what mean, mean? Th- and that, and that what what does that really mean? Yeah. And it flabbergasted me, Nancy, to realize that I didn't have a an answer for the most fundamental question, what do you know about woman? Yeah. And what yeah. did I know about my own gender and my own self? And yeah. the the level of the marginalization and the and the level of prejudice in my own mind, I had been conditioned being raised in a masculine society to think like a man and that meant that every that my that my orientation and perspective on the feminine was incredibly biased and skewed yeah. and negative. Yeah. 
And, you know, because when I heard the word feminine, and I swear to God, I wish I could think up, you know, different words than masculine and feminine because, you know, like you replace it with chips and dip, you know, anything because we've got instantaneously this um, mental associations uh, about those words. And, you know, when I think feminine, it would go to lace and and gooey emotionalism and and ineffective. Yeah. Curly girl. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, and that's not it at all. But that's the skew that we've that we've got on all things quote unquote feminine in our society. Yeah. And to wade through that prejudice in my own but this is programming. Yeah. And so it's it's been quite the journey. And you know, it's been interesting is 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 kind of the hardest nuts to crack. You're gonna laugh at this. I have had so many men read this book and go, oh, my God, I didn't know. Thank you. I didn't realize how easy I had it as a man. Thank you. And I've had a lot of interesting conversations with, quote, unquote, liberated women who are like, well, I just don't understand what you're talking about and, and, because, you know, and have a real hard time and actually even argue about this whole position that there's something more to know about the feminine. Yeah. And it's like... Because I think we've marginalized that softness in ourselves, that 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 beautiful, communal, caring, loving heart of ours. Mm-hmm. How could we take that into a boardroom and be effectual and be seen as viable? We couldn't. Yeah. No, there's a there there's definitely a movement out there, but again, there are there are a lot of women and men that are very very confused. Uh, earlier this week, I was watching um, Gloria Steinem. Uh, mm-hmm. Gloria is turning eighty, so they're doing they were doing yes. That. Documentary. Were you able to watch that? No, I've been on the road and I haven't yeah. seen that. I, I I just was scanning, you know, surfing the channels and came upon it and just just started listening to it and it showed a lot of her 80 years. Well, not 80. She started in her 20s, you know, out there mm-hmm. doing her women's issues and movements and talking. And but but she was basically slammed over and over again by women. You know, she was talking, mm-hmm. I mean, there was an interview with her and Larry King uh, live about, uh, you know, Larry King's show, and she w- had a call in from a woman that basically just, I mean, she trashed her. And finally she said, she said, are you, are you married? And Gloria said, no, I'm not married. She goes, well, um, are, do you have children? She goes, no, I do not have children. She, and she said, you know, th- she says, then what the hell right do you have to talk about women and then she says, Gloria Steinem, you should rot in hell. You know? Oh, it wow. Was, and, and so what we don't even understand is that women who have been out there trying to talk about women to women, have mm-hmm. trashed, women have trashed one another. I mean, they've been trashing mm-hmm. women. I mean, I think that's part of what I've come up with is we as a sisterhood really have to start supporting one another. Until we do that, Absolutely. we're not going to get anywhere. We're going to still be out there trying to act yeah. like a man, be like a man, talk like a man, and end up frustrated at the end of the day like a woman that is not a man. Absolutely. You know, and I think for myself, one of the most important aspects of this whole conversation is that we start broadening our understanding and our definition of the words masculine and feminine, man and woman. Um, because if if we're going to continue in the in the thought form that, you know, well, it's just domestic roles versus out there roles or wife and mother versus this, that, or the other thing. It's like, oh my God, when are we going to get that as human beings, we have all of these different qualities. I mean, the Chinese Taoist system, I think, really presents it best. You know, the whole aspect of yin and yang. Yeah. 
that it's it's a presentation of qualities that human life is imbued with. And there is a tendency toward one side and the tendency toward the other. Um, you know, the masculine is more tends to be more protecting, uh, single task oriented, intellectual, linear, self oriented, goal oriented, um, compartmentalizing, and the feminine yin tends to be more nurturing, uh, multi dimensional, intuitive, holistic, other oriented, community oriented, process oriented, accepting, and it's like, but they're not, but they're complementary. You know, and in our masculine Western world, we see these yin and yang as opposites. Well, that's that's a very masculine way of of compartmentalizing and seeing things in terms of aggression and opposition. But the Eastern mindset, which is more quote unquote feminine, sees it complementary. Right. Is this is a dance of wholeness in which we do have apparent opposites, but they're really complementary. And if we could enlarge the conversation about man and woman and sexual roles to get beyond he and and she and and liberation versus not liberation and competition, if we could expand the conversation into a more qualitative understanding about one of our you know about ourselves as human beings, then I think we have a chance as a as a as a culture mm-hmm. to wise up like that tribe in the Amazon yeah. and go, okay, in, instead of doing this dance of opposition and, and, and being competitive with one another and trying to put one another down, let, let's act like real whole people and play to each other's strengths and see how we can hold hands and, and walk through this world together mm-hmm. and, and assist one another. Huh. And that's a whole different way of looking huh. at, at man and woman. Well, you know, Don't you, think? you you look at you look at our culture and you look at the our, the western society which is basically what we do is we distract people. Marketing and media distracts people. You know, men are oh, men are given a bill of goods which is uh, it's not about protection, it's about power, being strong. Mhm. And mm-hmm. women it's about mm-hmm. thin, beautiful and staying young the rest of their lives if they want to get, be loved. So, I mean, the market and the media are constantly, you know, again, flooding these ideas that start with young boys, that start with young girls, and then build up to women who end up with guilt, end up with shame, end yep. up with worry, yep. and end up believing they have to be perfect. to uh, to do They have to do it all to be perfect so that they're actually accepted by not only men but other women. So, you know, it's... But it's, 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 it's yeah, it's fascinating, but you know, because that whole image of perfection that we're given, we don't see that it's a masculinized image of woman mm-hmm. to match the masculine view. Well, I want you to be sexy. I want you to be always turned on. I want you to be always sexually ready. So let me see. I'm going to project out there into the marketplace these images. I mean, and oh my God, now we all now we have female Viagra. Yeah. So that we can always be sexually available. And it's like, well, wait a minute. Who perpetuated this image of the feminine? And why am I buying into it? And what are the options? Yeah. And, oh, my God. But first you've got to be able to step back and even question what's being night. sold. Sure, sure. And that, A- Absolutely. You know, the Dalai Lama says that we need to wake up, and I think that's part of it, is that people blindly go from day to day in their lives and they don't think about it. I talk to young women mm-hmm. all the time, and, and women of all mm-hmm. ages, because of, of the Women Connect for Good uh, Foundation and, and Women Speaks Project. I mean, the women are just, you know, until you get really honest, until, you know, pe- women start to really get honest, you know, a lot of them just 
think, you know, everything's, we've got it made, you know, everything's fine, what's what's the problem, mm-hmm. you know, why are you kicking up, uh, you know, kind of the glorious time, why are you kicking up dust, why, are, why don't mm-hmm. you, you know, leave it alone, and, you know, to me, the pendulum mm-hmm. swings back and forth, and it seems like, you know, the pendulum is swinging more and more towards women, women be women, stay home, take care of children. Women be women, mm-hmm. you know, uh, you know, Roe versus Wade comes up every darn political race, you know, we, and people yeah. think about it and think, well, good God, how, why is that even part of this, why would that even be brought up? Why is that yep. even an issue when we start to talk about politics that, again, it's women's bodies are brought up immediately, you know? And, 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 uh, we, you know, and we don't uh, even think about it. We just go, oh, 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 okay, sure, let's go for it. Let's mm-hmm. do that again. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. Well, you know, I think that whole pendulum movement is just kind of the dance of how life tends to work. And back to that whole thing about opposites and extremes balancing. But there is a center point, but it takes conscious effort to get to that center point and ground yourself in the whole picture rather than, you know, like standing on one side of the, the, the boat or the other side of the boat. Yeah. And so I think that's kind of that I understand that the normative is to now, oh, let me see, we had the goddess religions for thousands of years. Now we've had 5,000 years of the guy thing and the Abrahamic, you know, masculine um, lorded over religions. And now let's swing back, to, you know, to the feminine side of things. Yeah. And it's like, no, 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 let's not debase anything. Let's, let's integrate everything. And 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 that's that's a whole different perspective, and we're not sold that. You know, I don't think wholeness and integrity and and, and a holistic attitude is kind of like sexy and is a good ad campaign. Um, but I think it's something that our heart of hearts brings us to. It's just like God. Look at the statistics nowadays, Nancy. One in four women are taking antidepressants. Sure. 23% of women in their 40s and 50s. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's just like, well, why is this? And why are women now um, almost equaling men? We are almost at par with alcohol-related diseases as men. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. Now, I don't, I don't think when Gloria was talking about women's liberation that that was the kind of liberation she was talking about. But, you know, this, we've, if we choose to, we can ask ourselves these questions. Well, why are one in four women on antidepressants? Sure. Why are we drinking more? Why does survey after survey, the United States General Social Survey, the Virginia Slim Survey, the Monitoring the Future Survey, the British Household Survey, they all show that women are not as happy today as they were 40 years ago. Yeah. Yeah. It's called the paradox of declining female happiness. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, and it's like... You talk about your book, though, that basically you didn't talk about being, you know, you weren't supposed to talk about unhappiness. You know, my mother and your mother uh, were, you know, they, they, there was this kind of, uh, we don't share, you know, we don't show our petticoats and we don't talk about problems. Right. And so right. I don't know that right. necessarily, you know, that was the case. It's just the fact that, you know, that was polite to, to again, not share your, your dirty laundry with other people, including your, yeah, other, your daughters or anybody else. Yes, isn't it fascinating? Again, that's a masculinization. That's a mm-hmm. masculine orientation. That's the John Wayne syndrome. Yeah. Do not show emotion. Do not feel anything. Mm-hmm. And God help you if you do feel, don't talk about it. Just freaking drink. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, yeah. so, okay, do we really want to keep going there? Yeah. No, I, I think, I think uh, again, <laughs> what's, the exciting part is uh, I, I recently watched uh, – uh, Cheryl Sandberg uh, do a keynote in Phoenix. I, I was mm-hmm. one of the speakers.
sponsors of that particular event. It was a lead a leadership, uh-huh. leadership conference. And, you know, I really liked what she had to say. She said, you know, really, it's kind of like women. You can do it. You can do it all. You can run a company. You can be a wife. You can be a mother, but you need to focus. She said, you know, mm-hmm. and, and I think the part is is that women do have to have the self-confidence to be able to speak their minds, to have the self-esteem Absolutely. and the, the good, self, uh, good self-body image to be out there talking mm-hmm. about these things and really saying, you know, we, we, we're, we're, we've been sold a bill of goods and we're still buying it. Mm-hmm. And we're still mm-hmm. paying for we are. it over and over again. Yep. You know, I mean, she, and she's a sharp young woman in her 30s. And, and definitely it's great to see a woman of her age who's out there talking like this because she'll, she'll definitely get the ear of a lot of women, you know, and I think that's part Absolutely. of it. You know, we we don't. You know, I'm not a male basher. I don't. I don't believe in that. I've not God, believed no. in that. God but, no. But what for me now is really finding other women who are like-minded mm-hmm. and understand that it really is about us coming together and really valuing, mm-hmm. as you say, valuing ourselves and and that feminine mm-hmm. part of ourselves. That we only we can create that equality. Only we can create mm-hmm. balance by by by. Oh. Valuing it and accepting that feminine value, and and you talk mm-hmm. feminine value saving the world. I, I believe that you're absolutely correct. Yeah, I think the fascinating thing is is that, and I and I uh, read some of uh, one of Gloria's recent uh, um, a commencement talk at a Santa Barbara college, I think, this spring, oh. and. You know, and I and I loved her talk, but I was also fascinated to see the continued thread of focus on um, continuing to break through the last shards of the glass ceiling for what remains. Um, you know, the focus on that we're still not exactly at par um, economically for doing the same jobs. And 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 I, at this point, what I've come to think and believe is that we've gone far enough. On the play, on the guys' playing field, and that l- women's equality now depends upon the world, men and women, recognizing that there is another aspect to being yeah. human than yeah. just the masculine expression, and that we have to start including feminine values, which you know, ah, again, I wish I could just take the word feminine off of it. The values of heart, caring, community, mutual yeah. support, trust. All of those things which have to be marginalized and set aside um, in today's corporate, um, political, economic world. And I think, you know, it's, it's really interesting. I think that's one of the reasons that we do find that, you know, this whole paradox of declining female happiness is because, oh, my God, I've gone out there. I've busted my butt. I've, I've gotten a great education. I've got a great career. I've got a family. Mm-hmm. Everything's and, – and I'm exhausted. But uh, what I'm I think happy. is really de- – oh. Yeah. And I'm not happy. And I think what's depleting us, men and women, is that we can only express through the masculine channel of aggressive, competitive doing and having mm-hmm. instead of equal amount of focus on being and participating and community and mutual support and happiness and love and caring and being able to implement yeah. um, programs and uh, social media and political programs and corporate. I mean, my God, we women have over 37% more managerial positions, hold 37% more managerial positions than men. But we are not enabled to create, with that authority and that responsibility we now carry and shoulder, 
we can't implement what our own heart speaks so us we're, to we're not in the we, we're not the decision makers we're we're not in well the, we are the decision no we I mean, are the decision makers as far as the makers. workplace if you're not in a leadership decision making role then you're you're going to have a hard Even, time making changes well, you know, but even as a vice president or whatever of a corporation walking into that boardroom that's about to do a corporate takeover mm-hmm. and starting to talk about mitigation for families that are going to be, you know, marginalized and cast out by the corporate takeover, you know, to talk about, well, how do we take care of these people in this transition period? She'd be laughed out of the boardroom. But that is a human concern. That is where it's, we are now. You know, I will... That is where we are, and this is what we have to start implementing. And, and I'm so encouraged to see some business schools starting to um, incorporate conversations about what's – are you familiar with the triple bottom line? Yeah, but we're just, well, they're the talking t- about relationships. They're talking about well, they're talking connections about, and relationships. Exactly. They're, so they're talking about in corporate affairs, operating a corporation on the triple bottom line of people first, planet second, Profit third. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. What a conversation that all is! And then we have the bottom line. Absolutely, yeah. Yes. No, I think I think it's, I think it's happening. I think it's it's going to continue to happen. But again, mm-hmm. those that haven't figured it out need to get on get on board. You know, I mean, this is that's this, why we're the, having this conversation. <laughs> yeah, they need to have this conversation. Yeah, well, I have these conversations, and I I sometimes see uh, women roll their eyes, you know, and they go, "Okay, here she comes again." But but you know I've got uh, I have three daughters and I have seven granddaughters, and oh, wow. uh, you know they it it really is about that connection. I think this is what is so very very important that we all need to understand. It's really about us connecting at a deep level of intimacy. Uh, mm-hmm. That again that intimacy has is part of this as well. Is that we uh, you know people people are disjointed. They feel they feel disconnect. There's such a disconnect mm-hmm. that. But if you really start talking to a woman or another person how they truly feel, then you start to truly you, you truly do start to understand that we all are starving for this connection. We are starving to be to be heard. We're starving to have those uh, those parts of ourselves understood and valued. Men I mean, and like women. Said, you, you Men know, and we, women. Eventually, we're going to meet ourselves in, in down the road. You know, if you see the Buddha <laughs> kill him. But you're. I mean, you've got this. Uh, play that you're doing but the point is eventually we're going to run into ourselves whether we like it or not well i think we're running into ourselves big time and i think this is an amazing time in human history that we are having the opportunity through conversations like this and through medium like the internet and radio and tv and it's like oh my god we can expand and our understanding of who and what we are and what we're doing and and what we're missing and and start trusting that heart place. I mean, you know, there's a reason that the the heart's magnetic field is 60 times stronger than the brain and that, you know, somebody who's in a loving, caring place can actually entrain somebody's brain standing, you know, five feet away. It's like the heart really does matter. And when we come back to center, I think, and start realizing as men and women that there is there is a wholeness about us and that it's okay and it's safe now, finally. We don't have to be so girded and guarded and so self-protective. We can now, we have the place and the grace now to expand into our hearts and go, oh, okay, I I really can love myself and my neighbor. Yeah, being vulnerable is okay, you know, and I think that's part of it. We've we've all been taught that if you're vulnerable, then then you'll be hurt, you'll be you'll be you'll be attacked. So being vulnerable and being available 
is is part mm-hmm. of it as well. You know, I mean, Beautiful. we as women today in 2014, we purchase 85 percent of products and services in this in this Western world. We could yes, ma'am, be we do. literally running everything if we understood our our feminine part, but also our our our, our part as far as we can truly change the world for better. You know, as you said, absolutely. Really feminine value, we can save the world, but we can do it in such a in such a timely fashion. And we're starting to see companies, as you said, that are looking at the triple bottom line, but that are also looking at conscious business, you know, practices. Conscious mm-hmm. meaning that's, they're that's, looking that's at how are we treating people? How are we yes. really, really, what are we doing in this world to make a difference? You know, mm-hmm. are, are we, and, are and we to make it ravaging the world and, and ravaging people? Or are we actually providing some a, a timely, important piece in this world, this global world that we have now? Yep, that's what it's all about. And oh, I don't think there's more. I don't think there's a more important conversation on the planet than it, than this at this moment in time, Nancy. Well, I'm glad we have because. It. Believe me, I'm, I'm looking for more of us. <laughs> I'm not through yet, you know. In fact, the, the, no, this, I, the exciting part is to keep finding more and more of us. I know, and, and I'm so glad you touched on the power of the she economy because once, and we because we do, we control trillions of dollars worth of consumer purchases every year, and if all of a sudden women woke up to, to the value of the heart. Mm-hmm. Their heart, their love and concern for themselves, their children, their grandchildren, the children and grandchildren of people in other countries, the yeah. world's children, and start making conscious, life-valued choices in what we buy. We could change the world in a year. We we could transform. We could transform the world in a year. Well, if I, if all of a sudden we went out and went, I am on my heart is telling me not to support this product. My heart's telling me to buy, you know, non-GMO food. My heart's telling me to not let my son watch and play this violent video game that has sure, all these messages sure. that are anti-feminine. I'm going to find and research and give him really great games that he can sink his teeth into that expand him as a human being. I'm not going to let my family watch and buy this kind of crap and 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 watch it on TV that is violent. And again, one more rape episode against women. No. Yeah. I refuse to do it. Yeah. I'm following my heart and my love for myself and my family, meaning the whole world, and I'm going to make it a better place by making different choices and following my heart and what it says. Uh, what, I, what I really like about you, Kate, is that you are very, very passionate, and that's what it's about. It's yeah. really, really for us. To, we, have to get, we have to get serious, and we have to be very passionate about it, and we have to take those ta- that, our time, our talent, and our treasures to make a difference, and I think that's what we're both doing, and, and I applaud your efforts, and you go, girl. You go. You go. <laughs> Thank you, Nancy. I go, girl, too. Thank you so much for doing this. Well, this, once, you're, once you're connected with, uh, with uh, our, the Women Connect for Good Foundation, the Women Speak Project, we don't ever let you go, by the way. You're, you're now in the sisterhood of this group, so... Um, I want to promote whatever you're doing, and that's what really part of it as well is that if we promote one another and we cheer for one another and and we, you know, really get support behind each uh, each other, there's nothing that we can't do. That's the way I look at it. Bingo! I couldn't agree more. So how are they wow. going to find your books? You've got you've got more than you've got lots of books. You're, you've got screenplays. You're a journalist. You're a serious journalist. You, your words are so very, very important to this world. 
Where can they learn more about you, your books, uh, and everything that you're doing to make a difference? Um, they can go to, for my book, www.unearthingvenus.com. Um, Unearthing Venus is also in any bookstore, uh, Amazon.com. And my personal website is www.kate, with a C, C-A-T-E, Montana.com. I like your name. Somebody says, is that really her name? <laughs> yes, that's really her name. She, that is the one yes, she, it's really my name. Again, d- delightful. The book is uh, absolutely a wonderful uh, memoir, but it's also very, very, has lots of thoughts for us to, to really, we have to challenge ourselves. We do have to wake up, so it's time. So best wishes and continued success in all things. Nancy, thank you. Same to you.